Planning on traveling this summer? Make saving at the pump part of your plans with two times the fuel points from Harris Teeter. It's easy. Download your eVIC coupon, and for every dollar you spend with your VIC card, you'll get two fuel points. That's up to $1 per gallon on quality fuel at participating BP and Harris Teeter fuel centers. Download your eVIC coupon today and save money at the pump all summer long with eVIC and Harris Teeter fuel points.
Hello, everybody. Welcome to the show. Thanks for joining me tonight on Gay Mass here on the Off Limits Show. Uh, it is Sunday morning, about 1230 or so in the morning, and here in Dallas, Texas. And I want to say thanks for all those of those of you who are listening to the show tonight. Um, so I wanted to make a few announcements before I get into the show. Um, the, first of all, that song, by the way, I love that song. It's uh, called Paris is for Lovers, My Love. Uh, and it's uh, the artist is Terra Nova featuring Thomas Holfding. Um, I think they're actually... Um, uh, not Dutch, but Swedish or something. But anyway, it's really good. I like it, so I thought I'd play it on the show. Uh, so tonight, talking about several things, and also going to have a conversation with my friend Caleb on the phone, talking about what's going on with him and his boyfriend. I, I've talked about Caleb before on the show. Um, he's a young guy, and he's got a partner. They've been together for a while, and his partner's going through a lot with his um, <clears throat> parents having come out recently. Uh, due to some um, due to some religious issues, of course. So, going to talk about that as well as a few things about the news first before we get to that. But um, I wanted to make an announcement, uh, a couple announcements, real quick about the show. Um, hold on. By the way, I'm still getting over like a sinus issue, so I still have a sinus problem. So if I sound like I'm I sound different, that's why. Anyway, so uh, first of all, first announcement is remember. Tomorrow, or today technically, uh, Sunday, at 10 p.m. Central Time, we're going to have the illustrious, wonderful, terrific Coco Peru. I'm going to interview her on the show. Uh, so be sure you're present for that because it will be a great interview, and I really want to uh, have you there if you're interested. We already have on the Off Limits show page... Um, uh, for the event, uh, people have already are already RSVP'd for the event, and we already have. Well, let me get on the right page here. Um, if my computer will cooperate, something else I'm going to talk about because it's driving me fucking nuts. Okay, there we go. Um, we already have. Uh, where is it? Oh, there's the events. For the event tomorrow, we have RSVP'd already 188 people. So it's terrific. People definitely love Miss Coco Peru, as do I. So it should be an interesting, entertaining thing. And uh, so be sure you check that out. You, you go to the show. And if you do want to be entered into the drawing to win the free DVD of Girls Will Be Girls, uh, be sure you uh, go to the Facebook page and click on the events and click that you're going. And if you do so, uh, you'll be entered into the drawing. And tomorrow, live on the show, I'll do a drawing for for the uh, DVD and announce the winner of that, as well as if you post a question on the Off Limits Show page or that same page, the event page on Facebook or anywhere on the Off Limits Show webpage uh, for her for tomorrow, and I like your question the best, then I will send you. There we go. Send you a free. Uh, send you a free. Uh, off limit show T-shirt. So, um, lots of things you can win tomorrow. Be sure you uh, participate and join in the conversation. So it should be fun. So it's from 10 p.m. to 11 p.m. or so tomorrow, um, Central Time. So be sure you go to offlimitshow.com, uh, the webpage, and if you click on Listen Live during the show, then you can listen live during the show. Uh, to the interview. Um, and also, I have added to the webpage on the Listen Live page uh, a, an Off Limits Show chat room. So it's specifically for the Off Limits Show page. So it's separate than the speaker page. So you can chat on either one if you want, but the Off Limits Show page uh, chat room is a lot more robust and it's embedded in the page. So it's a lot easier to use and to see. And if you want to get your own username for that chat, you need to go and register on the site. So when you go to the site, you'll see on the menu bar at the top right, an orange menu bar, click on register. 
and you register for the site. And uh, once you get logged in, then you can choose your own username or whatever, and uh, that'll show up in the chat room when you're on there. Otherwise, it'll just put guest and a number after your name when you're in there if you don't want to log in or register. But if you do register, you'll be um, privy to the um, newsletter that I'm, that I'm sending out starting in March. Again, I'm starting that back up, as well as uh, personal blogs and other events that are going to be coming up that other people won't know about. So that's the first announcement. The next announcement I'm going to make is next week. We're going to be uh, talking to Jack McEnroth on the show. Um, so be sure to tune in then if you're interested in talking to Jack McEnroth. Um, and then the week after that, we're talking to Chad Darnell, an actor, writer, producer uh, that has uh, done several gay things to the gay community or about the gay community in terms of his um, his his art. So it should be interesting. So be sure you um, check all that out at offlimitshow.com. All right. So um, a few things I wanted to discuss first before we talk to Caleb were um, there. You know, the gay NFL guy, uh, what's his name? Michael Sams or Michael Sam rather, um, apparently was caught sending out new pictures through Grindr, uh, recently. And he has nothing to be ashamed of. Of course he's, you know, he's either black or half black. I'm not sure which, but anyway, he's got a nice long penis, so he's got nothing to be ashamed of. Uh, and you can even see it through his pants. And so apparently if you want to see his penis, you can go to queerty.com and see that. Uh, also Michael Lucas, whom is the, um, one of the preeminent uh, porn stars and pro porn star producers in uh, the gay porn world is um, he's been going under coming under fire lately because he has changed his policy from no bareback for he was adamant about it for a very long time to now uh, promoting and using um, adult performers for bareback sex in his videos, uh, including himself and some of them. So um, he's given into that because that's where the market is these days. And that's what the, the drive for most people who are watching porn want. So gay porn. So uh, he uh, is now trying to recruit even more veteran adult performers for his movies and are going to, um, is going is getting in, into trouble that way, uh, and then we have um, the Oscars coming up um, as well. Um, the Oscars are coming up tomorrow or today, technically. Um, and unfortunately, I didn't know that when I scheduled Coco's interview, or <laughs> she scheduled it as well. But uh, you know, you can always record it if you're missing missing an hour of it. But it should be over after, by the time Coco's uh, Peru's interview comes on tomorrow tonight. Um, but they're saying um, the best picture is probably going to be Twelve Years a Slave, which I agree. Best Actor, Matthew McConaughey for Dallas Buyers Club. Best Actress, Kate Blanchett for Blue Jasmine, which I agree, great movie. I watched it on Netflix or – no, I watched it on Apple TV a couple weeks ago. It was really good. But uh, Dallas Buyers Club is really good as well. And also Best Supporting Actor, uh, Jared Leto for Dallas Buyers Club. He totally deserves it. So I agree with all four of those predictions by Queer T. I absolutely Agree, and also best supporting actress Lupita Nyong'o. <laughs> I can't say her name. Lupita Nyong'o, I think that's how you say her name. For Twelve Years a Slave, she was in there, and she was an amazing actress. Um, anyway, so there's there's other predictions as well, but I agree with those, and hopefully they win. I used to watch the Oscars all the time, and I stopped watching them a few years ago. It just, they got boring, and I don't know. And so now, typically, if I do watch them at all. It's because someone I you know like I like is going to be in there performing or presenting or something like Madonna or something, um, but um, I'll typically just DVR it and then I'll you know um, watch the show <laughs> that way so I can skip through the boring parts. Um, 
And then also tonight, remember at 10.30 p.m. Uh, Central Time anyway, um, or 9.30, excuse me, 9.30 p.m. Central Time is is uh, Looking is coming back again uh, for another episode tonight. Another one of my favorite shows on uh, TV. It's on HBO. Or is it Showtime? I can't remember. <laughs> but it's on one of those channels. I think it's HBO. Um, but it's... Uh, uh, coming back, and so we're going to find out what's happening with Richie and with uh, Patrick, and see if they're going to get back. And they're, they're together, but see how things go when he goes to his family, meets his family, when he's kind of out of pocket. Um, but apparently, things are going to come into play with his boss, uh, Patrick's boss, that he's got a crush on as well. So we'll see where that goes. And then one more thing I want to talk about was that there is this new um, fascination with um, how to how to milk a prostate on the internet and. Um, it's so funny to me because, um, you know, it comes naturally to gay men. I mean, <laughs> most of us anyway, I think we understand the ins and outs of that and uh, about the prostate and how it works and functions or whatever for the most part. Um, but it, it, the good thing is, is that, um, they say regular prostate massage can reduce the risk of prostheses, prostheses, prostatitis. Oh my God. I don't know how to say that word. Prostatitis. Prostatitis, that's it. Prostatitis, uh, as well as it help increase seminal fluid and circulation, among other things. So basically, getting banged in the prostate is good for you. <laughs> so I guess gay guys know what's going on, right? Um, and if you are a heterosexual man, um, you know, there's a great deal of pleasure that comes to prostate massage um, or being fucked in the ass, whichever you want to put it, way you want to put it, um, because um, that's basically the male G spot essentially. And so, if you are, um, if you're a gay man or a straight man or whatever, that's why it feels so fucking amazing. And that's why when you're, you know, if you're ejaculating or or jacking off at the same time you're getting fucked or getting your prostate massaged, whatever you want to call it, or do, what you were doing to it, then you, uh, that's why it feels so amazing. Um, so I think. Um, um, it's funny because there's a lot of straight guys who actually are into prostate massage and into toys in their ass and into toys and having women, uh, sometimes fuck them with dildos actually, uh, which is intriguing to me <laughs> because most straight guys think that being fucked in the ass makes them gay. And I don't agree with that. I think it has nothing to do with being gay. I think that it just has to do with the pleasure of the sensation of the prostate, um, simulation, um, and, you know, you're only gay if you want to get fucked in the ass by a guy and you have an emotional connection and you fall in love with men, then you're gay. If you don't have all that, then you're not gay. So, you know, I've run into a lot of straight guys who are curious about it and have asked about it or whatever. And uh, they don't want anybody to know that they're into it because they think it makes them gay. But a lot of straight guys I've known in the past have had have had their girlfriends do that with them, whether it was just with a toy or a finger in the ass or something when they're about to come or something. Uh, so it's, it's very typical and common, but anyway, there's this entire thing on, on Quirti about, um, about prostate massage, um, which I thought was interesting as well, uh, that you can check out there. So go to Quirti.com. It's a great site, great resource. I use it for my show a lot as well. Um, I think that's it about that. Uh, oh, of course there's, Oh, I think I talked about this the other day. Yeah, I did. Just, I mentioned it, but I'll mention it briefly one more time is that, uh, Texas overturned the, uh, law here, or actually declared that our ban on gay marriage is unconstitutional. And so today I was on WFAA's page, which is channel eight news in Dallas, uh, which is the ABC affiliate here. And I was reading all of these comments about people's reaction 
to the um, to the ruling. And you know, as usual and as expected, of course, there were a bazillion people on there who just could, who hated it, couldn't stand the idea, whatever, and thought it was horrible. And most of them were saying how disgusting we were, and whatever, and how horrible we were, and how gays are uh, an abomination, and it's man and woman. You know, and one woman said, and so basically, I was on there probably for half an hour, going through all 128 comments or 100 and something plus comments, and reacting, re responding to everyone that said something negative about gay people or, or homophobic or whatever. And one lady said, um, that, um, fuck, I forgot what she said, what I was going to respond to. She said, um, that gays, um, oh, she said, God, she said, God says, she said, God said that man is between marriage is between a man and a woman. That's it. Period. And so I said to her, no, God never said one word about gays, I mean, about marriage being between one man and one woman, ever. God never said a word about it. And if she's calling Jesus Christ God, he himself never said a word about it either. So I don't know who she's talking about, where she's getting her information from, but it's always interesting to me how these Christians always seem to take their um, beliefs and uh, extrapolate information and then sort of shake it around on their head and then make it mean what they want it to mean. <laughs> and so um, even though I am not a Bible person and not a Christian, um, when people try to use religion to uh, debate or try to use a religion to somehow um, condone their belief system or to, to, to somehow give it credence, um, and then, then they themselves don't even know what the fuck they're talking about when it comes to their religion or the Bible. It's just mind boggling and, and hilarious to me. But anyway, of course I ran into a bazillion of those people on there. And of course I was giving it to all of them and telling them what morons and idiots they were or whatever. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised eventually if I get banned from that, that, that page <laughs> because I really, I really have no tolerance or patience for bigotry. It's just, it's just plain ignorance. That's it. And so because of that, I wanted to talk to Caleb tonight um, to talk about um, his his ordeal with his uh, family in-laws, I, I'll call them, <laughs> his in-laws, with his husband's or his boyfriend's um, partner or whatever, his uh, his family coming, having come out to them or whatever. So uh, I want to talk to him about that. So hopefully he'll call in in a moment and we can talk to him about that and see what he thinks. Um, but yeah, so I, I just, uh, I, I found that, you know, um, they also said things like, uh, one guy said, oh, they must, they're so, because they're like, oh, they've been together, basically, actually, they've been together for 52 years. Okay, 52 years, which is a hell of a lot longer than, um, than, um, the most heterosexual marriages or most marriages period ever lasted. And instead of seeing it for love, they see it as something else. And one guy said, said, Oh yeah, so, because let's, let's celebrate two guys fucking it up the ass. Cause that's what their marriage is all about. But I said, is, is sex really is what it's all about? Is that what your fucking marriage is all about? Is it about sex? No, it's not. And neither is theirs and neither is mine. It has nothing to do with why they're in love or whatever. I mean, it's not, it's not the, the core of who they are. And it's not the core of, of what they're about and the relationships about, just like most people who are really in love with one another. And so it, it just irritates and irks me to death when people are constantly looking at the sex. And I said to him, I said, you know, it's always ironic to me how the people who are so obsessed with our sex lives are heterosexuals. Interesting, huh? Looks like Caleb's calling. Let's see what he has to say. Caleb, is that you? Hello. Hey, how are you? Good. How are you? 
I am good. Are you still uh, a little loopy? Or are you okay to talk? <laughs> uh, I'm, uh, <laughs> um, I'm okay to talk. I'm still a little loopy. Wh- why is it that I'm hearing you talk on the podcast yet you're talking, saying something different to me right now? Well, you need to turn your podcast down because it's delayed. Listen to me through okay. the phone only. Yeah, yeah. You can't listen to me both places. There's a delay. Oh, okay. How long is it delayed? It's about five seconds or so, five to ten seconds, somewhere in there. Mm-hmm. Okay. You were you were still talking about um, getting uh, fucked up ass. Oh, really? Like it's that, that much of a delay? Wow. Yeah. Well, it depends on when you start the show, too. If you start the show after I've already started the show, then it starts at that uh-huh. point. So even if I've started talking, when you first start the show – it doesn't pick up right where I'm talking live. It picks up from the beginning of the show usually. I mean, it depends. I don't know. It depends. I'm not real sure, but it depends. Okay. <laughs> anyway. Okay. About, ten, about 10 seconds ago, I hit the uh, mute button, and I heard you tell me that um, it was five seconds or whatever. So I kind of I kind of understand Counted, the yeah. delay now. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, I, so anyway, tell me what's going on with you. What's going on with you and your hubby or your boyfriend or partner or whatever? And, and that um, whole situation... Drama, drama, drama. <laughs> well, of course. That's why I wanted you to call. <laughs> yeah. What is the last thing that you remember or that I talked about? Last thing I remember is um, you. He, they, they. He hadn't talked to them or spoken to them in a couple weeks, and uh, then all of the blue or something. They called him and said something. Isn't that what happened? Out of the blue, they called him and said something to him. I can't remember what, and it kind of pissed you off. On the phone um, or an answering yeah, machine or something? Yeah. Uh, say that again, what? On the phone or the answering machine or something like that? They left a message or something? Um, yeah, they've done several things that have pissed me off. <laughs> well, start there. Start Start there. Actually, the, let's start with, let's just catch people up who don't know. Just basically, just generally a synopsis is that, that Caleb's um, partner, can I use your real name? I'm sorry. <laughs> His partner. No, that's fine. <laughs> I've already used it. So, uh, his partner um, actually uh, came out to his family um, a few months ago, right? It was a few months ago. Yeah. Yeah. In and, October. Mm-hmm. In October. Yeah, and uh, uh, and they've had a really hard time with it because they're highly religious, and they almost disowned him, and they pretty much gave him an ultimatum. It's you know, it's gay or us or whatever. Anyway, and and they've been really kind of just re- trying to brainwash him into into getting away from his partner, which is Caleb, and trying to tell him that he needs to turn away from him and turn towards Christ and God and all that bullshit and how horrible his life's going to be because he's gay and blah 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 anyway and so they've made 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 his partner's life a living hell because um, they keep calling him and bothering him and every time his partner tries to have a relationship with them and try to connect with them they just are talking about how horrible he disgusting is and they hate Caleb because they think Caleb has turned him gay and made him evil and uh, Caleb has stood up to his parents just a couple of times and, and has tried to convince and tried to make his partner stand up to them as well. But his partner hasn't always been able to do that, I guess, because they're his parents. So anyway, we're, they've made it a bit of a living hell since then. And so now here we are. And so the last thing I remember is you before the last thing we, we talked, but I mean, I think that the last thing I talked about on the show was you um, going, to, you were supposed to go to dinner with them all of them. They, they they took him out to dinner and you were supposed to join them or something like that. And then they made sure that you didn't join them. And then you took a book over there or something that you wanted to hand them to read and and you left the restaurant or something like that. Isn't that what happened? 
Yes. Okay. This was um, probably about uh, in November when they, um, once he came out to them, they had had to have little secret little meetings with him, and um, he worked for a church here. Yes. In town, and um, they wanted to have meetings with the pastor, and so they went and had several of those, and I wasn't invited, obviously, and I didn't agree with it the whole time it was going on, but whatever. And so, anyways, it happened and happened, and then um, the time when I was invited, at the last minute, they backed out, and I wasn't invited anymore, obviously, because they wanted it to be three against one, yeah. and to just attack um, my boyfriend or whatever, anyways, and I had... He had forgot the DVD for The Bible Tells Me So. It's a documentary that we own. And so I just drove up there to the restaurant they were at and um, <laughs> dropped it by, you know, and they just looked at me, you know, like I was evil, which they told him that I'm of the devil and that I'm a demon. Oh, my God. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, I'm a demon. You look like a demon. Uh, Whatever. You're so evil yeah. looking <laughs> and, and so threatening. I am, <laughs> I am totally a demon. Don't let me tell you. <laughs> and so anyways, that was stupid bullshit. And then he went home for um, Christmas and his parents and his sister just talked like massive shit about me. And he was just like, I'm done with this, you know. So he left, and he literally hasn't seen them since Christmas, and they have like tried to contact him, and he talks to them, and about maybe two weeks ago, he finally sent them a letter that said, look, you know, That's right. you've either got you've either got to accept me or not, and I'm not sitting down, or I'm not coming home until you're comfortable enough with Caleb coming with me, and us all sitting down and discussing this. Yes. So... We thought, okay, you know, any right mother who birthed a child would understand that uh, the first and foremost, the thing is to love your kid. Yes. And to, um, like, love them unconditionally, you know. So, obviously, we thought the letter would work, and apparently it didn't. And, um, this, like I said, this was two weeks ago. So about a week ago, they, uh, called him and actually it was earlier this week. And they asked him if he had talked to his pastor, which Luke, uh, sorry. Well, I just revealed his name. Anyway, <laughs> I can delete it if you want. It's okay. Anyways, um, he, uh, left his church or whatever because after they had all these meetings with his pastor his pastor said he couldn't work there anymore that's right yes he was gay right so his church basically shunned him um but the pastor has done this to several other people and, and like i heard about two weeks ago he only had seven people there on a wednesday night oh my. so his congregation is failing so hopefully that church um, that holy church in quotation marks <laughs> will run itself into the damn ground. Well, that's because if he, if uh, first of all, this pastor, him, just want to quickly say, this pastor himself can't live up to his own ideal of what it means to be a good quote unquote Christian. No one's perfect, perfection like that anyway. So he's like, he's going to have a congregation of zero because no one's perfect. Exactly. He ha- he's just stupid. <laughs> he is stupid. Yes. Go on. Yeah. <laughs> So, um, let's see, he, that happened, so he doesn't even go there anymore. So earlier this week, his, uh, my boyfriend's mom was like, you know, 
well, have you talked to the pastor, you know? And he, he was like, uh, no, like, why would I ever talk to him ever again in my life unless he contacted me? Like, what would possess right. me to even go out of my way to talk to him? As far as he's concerned, he was fired from his job, which mm-hmm. he didn't get paid for. He was a volunteer. You know, he doesn't want him to, at his church that it's supposed to be the most accepting, loving thing because that's how Jesus was. But apparently that's not the case at this certain church. No. So, anyway, his mom wanted him to do that, and he was like, no. And so, um, and he said in the letter two weeks ago, he said, look, I'm not having you call me and text me about this. We're not talking about this unless it's face-to-face. So you have to come here. Yes. So his mom basically went on and on and... um. Would, would not even say my name. Wow. Wow. Would not even say my name, as in, as if I was like 666, uh, <laughs> an, uh, an unlucky, like, unlucky number 13 number that they refused to say that was that horrible. That's horrible. And when he asked them to come up here uh, to where we live, our apartment, they said, well, we don't have anywhere to meet, you know, if we come up here. And he said, um, do you have a problem coming to our apartment? And then she was like, uh, uh, well, we'll just have to uh, see if our Sunday school uh, or, or not Sunday school class, if, if we can miss that or not. What the fuck? And yes, yes. So it's completely bullshit. And in my opinion, if you have to choose between doing the right school. thing in like your church, <laughs> yes, or or loving your son, exactly, then you need to love your son or love whoever because loving somebody is always the right choice. That's and right. Always the right thing. That's right. So it's just completely bullshit that she's putting the church in front of them. And in my opinion, I think they're, his family is just so caught up in the, we have to look presentable for the church. And, it, and you're not a good Christian unless you go to church all the time. And, and I, I told him, I said, what is it to her? What's it matter if, you're even, if you even go to church or not? How is that any of her business? Like, why should she call you and just, like, you know, pick and prod at you to, like, are you in church yet? Or when you get finding a new church, why does that even matter to her? Why, how is that important? Yes, you're right. You're right. You're right. So anyway, tonight, so they were supposed to come tomorrow or today, Sunday, and just, and talk. Apparently, like I said, the way it was left off was he invited them to come here and um, uh, and talk, and they and she, she said that about she could she wasn't sure if they could miss their. She their wasn't sure what their nightly meet church meetings or whatever bullshit, and so he was like, okay, well earlier tonight he texted her at, at like eight eight uh, ten or eight fifteen and basically said. I, I told him, I said, you need to text her because, because I, when we're just sitting here watching TV mm-hmm. or eating or whatever, he'll get a text and it's like, I know his heart drops because mine drops. Yeah. My heart drops every time because I don't know if it's going to be her. Right. I don't know if she's going to say a shitty, like one liner to like, mm-hmm. uh, like shoot an arrow at him, right. you know, and I can't stand seeing him hurt like that. So every time he gets a text, it just, like, I freak out. 
and um, he got a text today, and it, it wasn't from her, but I, I looked at him and I said, see, this is exactly why I want this to be done and over with. And he knew exactly what I was talking about because nobody knew what was going to happen once he got that text, and nobody knew what it said, you know. Right. So I said, you need to text her because we can't just stop our lives and, and say, well, we're going to, you know, we're going to plan our day tomorrow on the chance that they may come or may not come. No, I'm not going to do that. We need to go about our lives as if they're not even in the picture. You're absolutely and, right. And if, and if they aren't saying that they're 100% going to come here and visit and talk, then I, I don't think they're coming. So I said, you need to text him. Text your mom. So he texted his mom about 8.15 and said, um, have you decided if you're coming tomorrow or not? And uh, to, to talk about everything, we need to know before nine. Because honestly, this, it, it, well, I'll, I'll get to that second. I'll get to that later. <laughs> okay. But um, but anyway, the story goes. He texts them. He texts her that and said, "We need to know if you're coming before nine. And she said, "And um, that was at eight fifteen. Well, never heard a word. She didn't even respond to that. One way or the other, nothing. Right. right. Mm -hmm. So I said, he's already in the bed, but I said, if she texts you bright and early in the morning, I said, don't you dare say that it's okay to come. Because, like, we need to you know, pick up a little bit around the house. And I have I have homework due every night, Sunday night, that I've got to do, mm -hmm. and I always put it off until Sunday. So mm -hmm. I needed to know whether I needed to do that tonight. Or tomorrow. Right. So, just like I said earlier, we can't put off our life and and just arrange it around them or not. Like we need to know what's going sure. on. Sure. Yeah. So, which obviously they're afraid of coming in our apartment and probably wouldn't even touch the doorknob or sit on a toilet. They seat might get. They God, might get a disease. <laughs> they might catch the yeah, gay. <laughs> exactly. It's like in the Prayers for Bobby movie where he exactly. shakes his boyfriend's hand after he died or whatever, and they're at his house having to wake and she throws the plate away that he ate off of and yes. like scrubs her hand for, you know, several minutes because right. she's trying to get the gay off mm -hmm. or whatever. Mm -hmm. I literally think that's how they are. Wow. So anyways, they didn't respond. She didn't respond. And we've got, we're going to California in two weeks to the Paley Fest thing. And, um, I said, look, I, I'm not going to be walking on, the, you know, the Walk of Fame, and your mom send a little text or a call, and, <laughs> us, have to, and us have to stop what we're fucking doing. I'm not going to deal with that bullshit. I said I'm not. I'm not going to deal with that bullshit, and we shouldn't have to do that anymore. Yes. And I, I mean, I honestly don't think we need to stop one second of so, our lives. So, how did so how did he respond to that when you told him all these things about about what he should shouldn't do about how to respond to his mom or dad? How did he respond to that? Um, what did he say to you? Well, well, at first, he was going to say, um, you're welcome to come here tomorrow if you still want to, blah, blah, blah. And I said, no. Mm -hmm. I said, no, we're not off offering them to come to our little humble abode. I said, you've already asked them if they wanted to come or not. I said, you need to say, have you decided exactly. um, to come here or not? And I, and I mean... I said, honestly, if it was me, I would have said, have you decided to choose your church over me or not? Right. And have you decided if you're coming or not? Right. That's exactly what I would have said. Right. 
But yeah, he he ended up um, texting that or whatever, and like I said, she didn't respond. Um, but there's so, something I was going to say oh, go ahead, earlier yeah. about that I said that I said I said I'll get to that in a second or whatever. Yeah. but I mm-hmm. can't remember what that was. I don't remember either. <laughs> I know you did say that though. Um, oh my goodness. You didn't tell me, so I don't know what to tell you what it was. Uh, you were talking about, I don't know, you didn't say. You said, I'll tell you about it later in a second. Yeah, I was talking about, it was something I was going to interject with. And you talk about the said, pastor, and you're talking about the the church, and how they go to church all the time, and then you're talking about them um, not responding. I mean, that's... Oh, I know what it was. Okay. Um, the reason why he... he sent that about we need to know before nine o'clock was because I've been talking to my mom about all of this. And yeah. anyways, I told my boyfriend um, several days ago, I said, they won't even say my name. They won't come to the apartment. We already know they think I'm a demon. I said, it is not that far-fetched to literally think that for them to kill me, it would be worth it. Oh, because it's not at all, considering who they, how they are anyway. Yeah, exactly. And, and that is not even in the slightest far-fetched, I don't feel like. I believe because it. if you think about it, and, and, and like only a few people could probably be able to realize this because you've had, you've had to have like had this, uh, um, uh, you've had to have had this uh, thrown against you all your life and grew up in a religious background to like even understand where people like this are coming from so that's why i think that my um theory is correct but anyways what i think is that this is what i told him because he's not told them that he's going to california with me in two weeks which we're just staying for like eight days or whatever but um that's actually a long time (laughs) in my right in my opinion i do not want him to tell them until after it's over and done with. Because my reasoning is, if they find out we're going there, I think that will send them over the edge. Because first of all, they're going to automatically assume San Francisco, which is where we're, another, <laughs> which we're going to LA in San Francisco, and they're automatically going to assume marriage, gay, AIDS, HIV, or, or, or like naked in a, or naked in a gay pride parade or something. <laughs> yeah, yes. yes, absolutely. And, and and this is this is exactly how they'll justify it if they find out that we're going to California. Mm-hmm. It would be worth them to commit a sin and kill me, murder me. It would be worth it to them to kill me and then repent for that sin and be forgiven for it. Uh, albeit they'll live their life in jail for the rest of their lives, hopefully. Um, we are in Alabama, so who knows? But um, it would be worth it for them to commit a sin, uh, kill kill me, and then repent for that and be forgiven. Whereas if 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 their son, who obviously they see as, see as pure yeah. and can do no wrong, is um, is tainted by me the demon, sinful, you know, person dragging him in this lifestyle. So if I, if they knock me out of the picture, at least he doesn't live the rest of his life sinning daily and cannot repent for all those sins. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah, that's, that's how, how they, they, they just, think. That's how they would justify it in their mind. Mm-hmm. I understand what you're saying, but don't you think that that's, 
Okay, let me ask you something before you continue. The fact that you even feel that they would go to such such lengths, and because in their own brainwashed, bizarre, psychotic mindset, uh, religious mindset, that they would go to that length, um, does that not give your partner pause? Uh, How does he he feel about that? Well, he... I mean, he thinks that, like, they would never do that. And honestly, they knew me before we were even together. I mean, I went on vacation with them, and they treated me just as kind as they um, yeah. could have. So it's really a shame that they, something like this has just completely turned them against me, and I'm just a bad influence. But, I, I mean, I, I do not see them. Like I said before, I do not see them... Um, doing this however if they found out that we were going to california in the state that they're in now whereas they won't come to their apartment won't even say my name mm-hmm. think i'm a demon think my whole entire family's a demon etc then i don't think it's far-fetched at all to think that them finding out about california would send them over the edge and them do something like this well, if that's true, then I would say, first of all, as you said, don't let them find out. That's the first thing. Secondly, if um, you're that worried about your safety, if that if they were to find out, and secondly, it doesn't matter if they find out or not. If they're that the kind of people that would actually go to such lengths, possibly, in your mind, if you think that they would actually go to that length, whether they find out or not, you don't need to be around those people, and you need to protect yourself in any situation that you're in with them. I don't... I don't see how, okay, look, I'm not speaking for your partner and I'm not speaking for you. I'm just saying how I would react to the situation. Obviously, it's very different than your partner would because we have different lives and everything. But uh, how we came to be gay, coming out out as gay, I mean, everything else. But, I mean, I think that it is absolutely ludicrous for you to be, first of all, afraid of your own life or possibly afraid in the right kind of scenario for your own life because these people are so psychotic. And I believe you. I believe that they're so completely religiously nutty that they they might go to such lengths, especially his father. Because I remember what you told me about his father and how he is. And he, doesn't he shoot guns or something? Or something about guns. I remember something about guns or something. But anyway, um, I just I just think it's true. It's it's quite possible. So I, I think that first of all, my my advice. Not that you're asking for it, but I'm telling you anyway. Is that y- you need? <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm not asking for it. So. <laughs> no, you need to. You need to. I, your your boyfriend needs to cut his himself off from them completely and stop texting them back and stop trying to have some sort of powwow with them about what's going on. Stop trying to have a relationship with them at all. If they want to have a relationship with him, then they will come to him. If they want to have a relationship with him for who he is and what he is, they will come to him. But if they don't, if that's their choice and their decision, he's given them the opening. He's tried to have open, honest conversations with them. He's told them, this is who I am. Take me or leave me. They've obviously chosen not to take him as he is. So, if that's the case, and I know it's hard to say this when you love your parents, when you love your family, he has got to let them go. One, because they're not going to change anytime soon, if ever. And two, because it's putting your life in danger in some way or another, or at least in harm's way to some degree. And three, his life will be, your lives will be far more improved and much better and happier when you are not having to deal with them all the time, like you yourself said, when they're constantly texting him and constantly interjecting, constantly calling and whatever they're doing and trying to fuck his life up, fuck y'all's lives up, just because they know it's going to fuck your life up or because that's what they believe in. 
your lives will be so much more at peace and you can live your lives without having to worry about these fucking, I'm sorry to say this about his parents, but these fucking dumbass hicks from the backwoods who don't know a fucking thing about religion or God or love. These people are fucking idiots. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, but they are. And any, anyone who would, as you said, anyone who would choose their their church or their pastor or whatever their fucking belief system is over their own fucking flesh and blood are idiots. And so you don't need to try. And I always said this when you're trying to have some sort of conversation with someone who's lower or beneath you, it's, it's pointless because these people are never going to understand. You can't, debate or argue with with, an, with a moron because there's nothing there's nothing they're not gonna ever get it so let he needs to let them go i know that's hard to say and i know it's even harder to do but he's got to let them go and so do you i mean i know you're you're probably fine with that but he has got to let them go he's to cut them out of his fucking life like a fucking tumor because that's what they are so that's what i think right. i mean don't you think that it's, i mean honestly what do you think about that um, I think that I've told him everything that you just said. <laughs> um, and on and honestly, I, um, oh my God, I have so many things to say. <laughs> we'll say them. <laughs> um, <laughs> say them. <laughs> um, I just, I understand. Um, I I have had things happen with as, as far as. I, I have told him basically everything you just said, yes. and um, I, the other the other night when she called and said that about the pastor and blah 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 and did all this, I was like, take up for yourself, you know, do not like like why are you even staying on the phone more than a minute? Like mm-hmm. you're wasting our time because mm-hmm. we were in a, in the middle of a movie or watching a movie or something, and I thought this is stupid, and I was just tired of it happening. And I was sitting over here, you know, just like, oh my God, stop, stop, stop. And so after it was after he got off the phone, I said, you know, this is harassment and this is bullying. And I have been bullied so much in my life that I I do not put up with that anymore. And I just grabbed the phone and I said, I'm calling her. And he literally just sat there. He just just said he was he was going to let me call his mom mm-hmm. and just tell her a piece of my mind mm-hmm. and. Anyway, something happened, and we started talking or whatever. And later on in the night, he said, "You know, I, I was I was really going to let you call her." Mm-hmm. And I said, "Well, I thought it was odd that you like it threw me off, like because I'm not I, I'm the person that calls people out on their bullshit, and for me to see so many arrows getting shot at him all the time, I just cannot stand that." And when I was bullied in school, I, I couldn't stand the people who just stood by and watched it happen. Right. Because I, I, the, to me, they are just as guilty as the people exactly. saying the harsh words. Mm-hmm. So I thought, I have got to stick up for him, you know. And anyways, later we got to talking, and he said, you know, I was, I was really going to let you call. I literally am so numb to it now that I just don't even care. And that's why I think that he stopped, like taking up for himself and for me and for us because he said that he's already mourned for them and doesn't even see them as his parents anymore, which to me is like awful and sad. And I would have never wanted this at all. No, I know that to me. And to me, I I just want, I want to like, you know, keep fighting and in the hopes that someday they'll see, and you know, you can't give up, you know, (laughs) and to me, you've got to tell them like it is. So maybe they'll come around. Don't just be, you know, passive about it. And so that's 
as far as that's concerned. But I would, and I'm sure anybody who's, if the people listen to this, they probably think, why are you still with this guy who, you know, is with, does all this with his parents and just cannot let it go? I don't think that that's but, what people think, no. Oh, okay. I, I don't believe because, that. No, go ahead. <laughs> um, I mean, honestly, there has been times where it has been super hard, and I just wanted to be like, you have got to let them go. Is it me or them? What is the deal, you know? And uh, I somewhat still feel like they need to be cut out completely because this just keeps interfering with our life and the life we've made together. And But what, it's like, like I said, great. Caleb, what, what do you, I mean, it's just like I said, and that's exactly what they are, is is it is like a cancer in your lives. And so when you have cancer, what do you do? You cut out the tumor. And that's, they're the tumor. And that's the yeah, only way to, that's very, the way to get rid of it. It's a very it's a very toxic relationship, and I've had to let go of many toxic relationships and friendships over my life, over the course of my life, and I have had to say, "All right, you know, bye. You're not you're not helping me at all. I'm sorry. I've been over backwards for you, and this is not good. Right. You know, and there's other people I can be helping with my life. Exactly. You know? And honestly, I would I would have not I would not feel as sympathetic toward him about his parents had it not had, had it not been for the current situation in my family's life mm-hmm. because the way he is dealing with his parents my dad is dealing in the same exact way with his parents mm. mm-hmm. about you and um no not about me oh. um in the um the, do I have time to tell like a 10 minute story? <laughs> sure, go ahead. Okay. Um, in the fall of 2012, which was the very late, 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 late November, early December, my uncle shot, committed suicide. He shot himself. And he was my dad's only brother. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, so this past. Thanksgiving, we all, you know, obviously had Thanksgiving at my um, dad's parents' house, which were my grandparents, and they completely, um, we had dinner there or whatever. Well, after everybody left, it was a complete knockdown drag out, and they just, like, point, my grandmother and grandpa pointed their fingers, started yelling at my mom. Like they, and come to, I, I found out several over the past few months of my life that several things that I have never known. And apparently my grandparents on my dad's side have treated my mother like shit for the entire time that she's been with my dad. And on, like I said, on Thanksgiving after the other family members left, they just, basically bitched them out. And you think after losing a son that they would um, bend over backwards and want to be, want to, you know, be in every second of their other son's life. Yeah. No, yeah. not the case at all. This is, these are the type of grandparents who every Christmas we go over there, I literally get, um, and, and they're, they're not poor. Don't get, get me wrong. And it's nothing to do with that. And it's not that I'm ungrateful for anything they give me, but they're the type of grandparents who literally wrap a box of Ritz crackers and uh, open it just because they're so backwards. 
Like they're so backwards. That's how they are. Wait, wait, and wait, so- wait, wait, wait. You, you mean you mean for Christmas they give you a box of Rick, a box a box of Ritz crackers? Well, I mean you get other presents too, but like mainly it's food and like there's some cash involved and random trinkets and stuff. But okay. they will literally wrap a box of apparently they apparently when I was like eleven or something. I said, "Oh, I love these crackers." So every <laughs> year, I get, you get them. <laughs> yes, yeah, and and it's not like it's in my stocking or in a you know a little bag with. What if you'd uh, said? Little, what if you'd said I love Ricky paper. Martin? <laughs> what? What if, what if you had said I love Ricky Martin? I'm just kidding. Go on. <laughs> oh yeah, that I don't know about that. Yeah, I'm just kidding. Go ahead. Um, but it's not like it's in a little paper bag with a little. Um, the paper or what's it called that you're still going to get bag or whatever. Mm-hmm. No, these are wrapped with tape with a bow on them mm-hmm. and a little tag, Okay, you know, to Kayla from grandparents, mm-hmm. you know, and you open it and it's a box of Ritz crackers. Mm-hmm. So this just says how backwards they are, but I don't remember where I was in my story. They, we had Thanksgiving <laughs> and it was horrible. Yes. And they, Anyway, after everybody left, they bitched my entire family out, and I had to, like, my dad, and which is why I'm saying all this to say that I understand my boyfriend's position, because it's hard when your parents don't accept you or or don't love you to the fullest that they should. Mm-hmm. And I've, I've seen that firsthand through my dad, because my dad has always felt like he was second best, and even after his brother died, which is my uncle, they sort of, instead of clinging to the son that they had still alive, they sort of just immortalized my uncle and made him way even more better than he or they already thought he was. Okay. And so my dad just, like, they live maybe 10 miles away from my parents, and then they'll send my dad a card in the mail for his birthday with 20 bucks in it. Wow. And, and, and but I don't understand what the I don't understand what the impetus for their hatred or disdain for your father was. I still don't understand why they don't like him. What did he do? Um, I mean, as far as I'm concerned, I have, I have no clue. As far as everybody else is concerned, they have no clue. Um, as far as my mother's concerned, I think it's because they thought they were wealthy. They were more. Um, they were wealthier. So they felt my, that she was beneath family. their family. Yeah. Oh, and that's it? Because he married, he, they consider him having married down or something stupid. Okay, that's just stupid. Yeah, probably something like that, yeah. So at Thanksgiving, they basically, it was a knock, like I said, a knockdown drag out, and they just, like, were screaming, and it was all involved over my uncle's death, which was a year ago, and, um, which, uh, in my opinion, shouldn't, I mean, he's dead and he's gone. There's no, like, like love the people that are still alive, you're alienating your other son and his entire family. And that day, I have never been more proud of my mom. She finally stood up for herself, and she, like, yelled back, got up in their face. And, I mean, my grandmother even said, are, are you going to hit me, you know? And my mom was just like, what, are you serious? Uh, no, I'm not. <laughs> but my grandmother was just pushing that many buttons and, like, shouting so loud that, that it caused my mom to be so in her face about it mm-hmm. and I, I had to like say something because my dad wasn't taking up for her so and I don't I'm sure you already know but I have a 13 year old brother and or, then in Thanksgiving he was 12 so all this happened and we left like my mom slammed the door and we left well Thanksgiving happened we weren't invited to Christmas 
Um, uh, never heard anything about New Year's. And then late January 30th or something, this was uh, almost two months after Thanksgiving, yeah. I, I finally got a um, text. But before then... Um, like I said, well, my brother's birthday is December 15th, so this happened before then. And they texted my brother and said, we left your, uh, your, uh, my brother's birthday was in, and they sent him a voice, they left him a voicemail saying happy birthday or something. Well, Christmas, like a week after Christmas, January, whatever, they sent a text to my brother and said, we left your presents in the garage, so be sure to go get them, you know, whenever. Mm-hmm. So they go get them, and it's this huge trash bag filled with stuff, like I said, which is random odds and ends, trinkets, whatever, food, random food, snacks, whatever. I think the most he got was like a $15 iTunes card, which I care nothing about. He's a, he's a tween, so he, you know, cares <laughs> all about that stuff. Mm-hmm. So anyways, he's sitting there, and this, is, this was like I said, in early January. Mm-hmm. I, hadn't, I hadn't heard a word for them, from them since Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. And my, bro- my brother's opening all his stuff, and it's a huge trash bag, you know, and he's opening all his stuff, and slowly he's taking out one item at a time, and my mom and my dad and my, um, my mom's mom, who lives right beside us, are all there, surrounded, watching him opening all these presents. And uh, they were all for him and oh my my god yes my brother just looked up i mean they put him in a horrible position i mean he's 13 years old and he just looked up and said where's where's caleb's presence where's brother's presence you know even he knew how fucked up that was Mm -hmm. and so um my dad had got on the phone and had to call them and say you know uh, this is showing favoritism. You've got another friend, and they made up some excuse. And apparently, they had they said, "Well, we'll just live our life, and you'll just live yours, or whatever." Blah blah blah. Long story short, so I finally received a text on January thirtieth or something, and it said, "I don't even remember what it said." Like, "Hope you're doing good. Your presents are still over at our house." And I thought, I don't even, I don't care, give a fuck about presents. I don't give a fuck about anything you could ever give me. You need to apologize to my, my mom and my dad and me and my family for bitching us out at Thanksgiving. Like, you attacked us for no good reason. I mean, literally, there was no good reason. They, it was something about flowers on my uncle's grave and that my mom had, it looked like somebody had tampered with them and they were worried that, they thought that my parents were keeping secrets from them. I mean, they're completely, they're, they're, they're insane. They really are. And I thought, you know, I don't want any presents from you. I need an apology. So I didn't even respond. Well, weeks go by, and I think it was about two weeks ago, my brother kept on getting texts from them. And which my, which my, every time they were texting, my mom said, you know, it's up to you whether you want to text him or not. But just know that if you text them, they're going to try and manipulate it in a way to, like, get back in good with the family without having to apologize because Mm -hmm. they are the biggest manipulators ever. And learning some of the things I found out about my life, I literally feel like I've been a chess piece. Um, 
mm-hmm. in their life, just mm-hmm. moving me back and forth, yeah, trying to get things from the family when I was younger or whatever. That happens so two, a lot. So two weeks ago, my brother gets a text message, and it said, you know, I, ho- I hope you're enjoying this. Or are you wishing for a big snow or something? Because the, the southeast got hit with a big snow. Well, I had had enough because I, in my point saying the story is because my boyfriend, his relationship with his parents, I, I wouldn't feel as sympathetic for, but I do due to my dad and his parents because my dad just doesn't even want to have anything to do with his parents and just kind of doesn't, he doesn't, um, he doesn't call them out on stuff. Yeah. So he just kind of lets it fall by the wayside. But like I've told my mom and them before, I said, if you don't confront it, other people are going to get hurt. Thus, my brother getting X amount of text messages every random, you know, seven, eight days uh, just to get in. So like I said, about two weeks ago, he, my brother got another text message and I couldn't stand it anymore because I knew my dad wasn't going to say anything because it's his parents, even though he wants to just kind of let it just all disappear and not confront the situation. You know, I get it. They're your parents. I'm sorry. It sucks. I understand that's hard. I wouldn't be as sympathetic if I didn't rip, if I didn't have a boyfriend going through the same exact thing. Right. And then my mom had been treated like shit her whole life by them, so I get it. She didn't even want, she said she's never stepping a foot back over there at their house. I get it, I understand. But I thought, this is ridiculous because my brother's getting hurt. Mm -hmm. So I just just called my grandmother and I recorded it from my computer just so I would have record of what she said. Mm -hmm. And she answered and tried to talk about the weather. And I said, look, I'm not here to talk about the weather. I said, I've really got something I have to say. And I said, you keep texting, you know, my brother. And I said, you're putting him in a horrible situation every single time because he's afraid, you know, to text you because he's afraid my mom will be mad, which uh, I told you earlier, she had no problem with that. But he's afraid that if he doesn't text, you'll be mad. And I said, you keep on putting him in a horrible situation just like you did with Christmas and bringing over the uh, garbage bag full of presents and leaving me out and all this. And I said, this horrible treatment has to stop. I said, the last I heard, y'all were living your life and we were living ours. So why are you still continuing to text him? I said, he's an innocent little 13-year-old. I don't know why. I said, if, if, you, if you want, I said, if you want to talk to your grandsons, it starts with an apology to my dad, to my mom, to me and to my brother. Mm-hmm. And there was this big pause and she said, okay. And I said, okay, well, good. If you want to apologize to me. And I went on and uh, talked about like ways she can apologize and where do we go from here now? You know? And she just hung up on me. Wow. She just yeah, hung up. She absolutely. Yeah. She just hung up. Uh, she hung up on me mid sentence. Uh, beep, 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 just quit. Mm-hmm. And there's a part I left out about the story, but I have a couple of cousins and they've always been the favorite. And like I said, my uncle was immortalized after his death, but they always loved him more than my dad. And they've always liked the side of the family more. And I don't know if they have outed me to them. So they don't like me as much, even though they haven't liked me all my life, really or my mom, or my dad, for that matter. 
but uh, like I said, they have just been completely horrible. So when I see my boyfriend struggling with confronting his parents or just telling them to fuck off, like I would love to do, yeah, I think uh, I think of my dad and how hard it is for him, and then I realize. I guess I guess I guess I just have more sympathy for it. If if this hadn't been going on in my life and then this hadn't been going on in my boyfriend's life, I would probably have just flipped my lid. But when I see there's been so many parallels between my situation and my boyfriend's family situation that I guess like I said, I just have more sympathy for it. and I and I've been more lenient on things than I probably should have been. Right. But do you see what I'm saying? I, no, I, I understand what you're saying. I just, I just, but I, the thing is though, is that I think that sometimes in relationships you have to do the hard thing because it's the right thing. And I think, although I understand what you're saying about you're having sympathy for him and you should have sympathy for him because he is going through something that's difficult and something that's uh not fun um, and something that's challenging and doesn't have a clear cut answer necessarily. Uh, but I think that when it comes to your, your, your partner, um, I think that you need to continue to do what you've been doing. And, but I think you need to press harder and make your, your, because I'm, I'm looking as, at it as an objective observer and I'm not like, I'm saying I'm like, you know, Yoda or something, but I'm pretty wise about these <laughs> things. And I know I can see from the outside looking in what needs to happen. And that would be that he needs to cut himself off from them. You need to make, I'd say, I'm not saying ultimatum, I'm going to leave you, but an ultimatum in the sense that, you know, look, you need to pick your family. You're picking your family over us or whatever the case may be. And you're, you're allowing them to fuck up our lives. And as long as they're in it, they're going to continue to do that. And until they come around, I don't think they should be in our lives. So I think you should just cut off all communication with them, change your phone number on your cell phone. Don't respond to them. Nothing. Don't email them, whatever. Don't write them. If they mail you something, whatever, fine, read it if you want to, or send it back. <coughs> Excuse me, but just cut them out of his life. And then if they decide maybe, maybe by his, his absence, it will make their heart grow fonder. And maybe they will see him as um, a human being again, and not just some, demon that they say he he is um so i mean what do you think about that can't you can't can't you try to help him do that by being a little harder on him um yes i mean i think i i, I mean i really i try i try so hard um i mean i think I it, mean, i'm saying he needs he needs a push he needs a harder push yeah. than you're giving him i think you're doing it with velvet gloves and i think you're trying but i think that you need to really push him over the edge and say, you know, yeah. you've got to really make the decision. You've really got to fucking get these fucking fuckers out of your life because they're fucking your life up. And they're making him miserable and sad. And he shouldn't feel that way because he should feel happy because he's in love with you. He's trying to make a life for himself and for the two of you. And he's trying to find himself and all those things at the same time. And this should be the, one of the best times in his life. And to allow these people to make him feel the way that he's feeling is wrong because they're never going to change. He's, he's fighting a losing battle. And that's the problem is that, you know, if you can't win something, why the fuck are you fighting it? He needs to just cut them the fuck out. So push him harder and say, I mean, let him listen to the show or whatever and tell him Donovan said this because Donovan said 
that if he doesn't do that, it's, and I told you this before, actually, I even told you this in a tarot card reading, I think. I said that, that he needs some, and it wasn't coming from me, it was coming from the cards, but you have to fucking make a decision. He has to decide, you or the parents, his relationship with you, his life with you, his life period, or his parents, because they are fucking toxic. So until he takes them out of his life, he's not going to be happy. Regardless, he cannot make them change. So stop trying. So I'm just trying to give you a little tough love here and him a little tough love and say, cut them the fuck out of your lives. Just do it because you'll be much happier if you do. I know, I know, as I said earlier, it's his family. I know you feel for him and you should feel for him. As I said, I know what I would feel like, but I know one thing about me is <clears throat> with my family, whom I was close to growing up and everything, my extended family, I mean, um, I, I did this with them. They were very unaccepting and, and didn't accept. They wanted to tolerate me or quote unquote tolerate me or whatever. They weren't going to do that or whatever. And they said a lot of bad things about me, whatever. I said, fuck all of you. I don't need any of you. Fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, basically. And if you don't want to accept me for who and what I am, fuck you. I don't need you in my life. And I haven't spoken to them since. And I'm fine with that because they've never, I may have spoken to them, but I haven't really had a relationship with them. I, I've never regretted it ever. And people in my family have asked me if I regret cutting so-and-so out of my life. No, because they've never come to me and said, I apologize for all the horrible things I've said to you and the things I said about you and the things I thought about you, because I know those things are not true because of their religious beliefs or whatever. So I don't regret that. Was it easy for me to do it? No, I cared about them because I grew up with them. I knew them as my aunts and my uncles and my cousins, whatever. So of course I cared about them. And I know your parents are, it's much harder and these are his parents, but he's got to make the decision. He'll be happier in the end. I know he will. So I just hope that you can somehow convince him to do this. <clears throat> he needs to do it sooner than later. Maybe this is the perfect time for you two as you're going off to Los Angeles and San Francisco and California in general, and you're going out there to make a clean slate before you leave. And he doesn't have, whether he wants to say something to them or not, it's up to him, I guess. But either cut them out and don't say anything at all or make a proclamation and say, you know, I'm not having anything to do with you until you accept me, whatever, however he wants to handle it. But then once he does that, then move on, go to Los Angeles and San Francisco. When you come back, you start your lives together without them in it. Right. That's what I suggested. Um, tonight, actually, I said, I really don't want to be, you know, walking down the streets of, you know, LA or San Francisco and you get a text and just, we have to be like, Oh Lord, what did she say now? Right. Or get a call. You know, I feel like it needs to be, and especially the way they did him tonight and didn't even respond to his text message, you know, it just makes me feel like they they don't give a crap. I mean, they, in all the, everything that he sent in with his letter, he sent so many links to websites that was, I don't know if you've seen me share it on Facebook, but it's called Freed Hearts Blog. Uh -huh, yeah. And it's, it's this Christian site, but it's all about just love, you know, love, 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 and that it's not wrong to love somebody, you know, and, Exactly. I just feel like if you and I, I don't, I don't see his parents as ignorant anymore. Like no way. After everything he's, after all the information and research that he's done and given them, they, there's no way they are ignorant. They, they are literally choosing to hold on to the hate in their hearts because they like that more than just loving. I mean, that, that's what it boils down to. And it's it's really sad that there's really nothing more you can do once once you give somebody those resources. Like I think you saw that girl that he commented on my post, and 
um, I, I commented all those resources back, and I think you said, you know, I agree with everything you yes. said. But, um, <laughs> it's just it, that's a that's a great example because I gave her all the information of why I think the way I think, and it's up for her whether she does more research on it or whatever. I mean, that's right. up for her. But to me, she's no longer ignorant because I have given every resource to her to use her brain to. Unfortunately, you know, some people choose to remain ignorant, as you said about his parents. They choose to. And it, whether he, they're ignorant or not, they're not really ignorant because they know better. But I'm saying that people like that who are ignorant, they choose to stay that way because it's more comfortable for them. It's easier than to, to face the truth, unfortunately. And so that's not right. an excuse, but that's the reason a lot of them just don't. Like you're, this girl may not have ever even bothered to research it or find out what you were talking about. And none of, I mean, if you think about it, none of it makes sense. If you can't take a step back and re-examine your faith or your religion, your, belief your Christianity, in whatever, then then how much faith do you really have? Exactly, because uh, you're afraid. I, I mean, exactly. if you can't take a step back and just be like, okay, well, this is what I believe, and why is that now? And, and if, if you can't take a step back without fearing that you're not a good Christian or not going to go to heaven or whatever <laughs> anymore, mm-hmm. then you really don't have any faith at all. I right. mean, honestly, you don't. So, I agree. I think, all the, I think all the people against gay people that hate them don't even, they're not even Christians or know God anyways, because if they did, they would know that uh, Jesus spoke all about loving others right. and all of these parables about, well, be kind, be generous, right. help others, <laughs> etc. And it was the Pharisees who said, well, well, who do we help? Mm-hmm. Who should we be generous to? Who should we not be generous to? Mm-hmm. You know, they were the ones who had to put parameters and conditions on that love when he said, love thy neighbor. So in this is all taking into consideration if you're religion is Christianity. <laughs> like I said earlier, it shouldn't be neither here nor there if Luke, if, if he and my boyfriend goes to church or not. Well, to his, it doesn't his, matter. To his parents. Like, that shouldn't even matter to them. <clears throat> no. Should, no, exactly. It shouldn't matter at all. Wow. I mean, that's what that's what I've always said. I mean, p- parents are supposed to have unconditional love. That's how I was raised to believe that because I had it from my mother. I had it from my grandmother. I had it from, you know, some family members. I had that and I felt that and I know what it means to be loved unconditionally. And it's not an easy thing to do all the time, regardless of what your own personal beliefs may be. But if they had true unconditional love, which I believe a parent is supposed to have for a child, regardless of whomever they are, whatever that comes out of that womb, whatever it looks like, whatever it becomes, whatever it does, you're supposed to still love it and and be there for it in some fashion or another, whether you approve of it or not. And they are not living or abiding by that by any means. So you're absolutely right. Regardless of what, whether he goes to church or not, or how many times he goes to church, or if he's a Christian or if he's not a Christian, whatever, what the fuck difference does it make? Love your goddamn son. Right. I, I honestly think that they are too caught up in, in the, in the things, in, in worldly things that don't matter. Like right. keeping up appearances. Yes. Well, are, are you in church? Are you in church? Are you working for your church? Are you there three days a week? You know, they're too concerned about going to church, and the church means you're saved, whereas, you know, if right. I go to a bar, it doesn't mean I'm an alcoholic, just as me going to church doesn't mean I'm a Christian. So they just don't, I mean, they literally, it's it's so far back, and after he sent that letter, we thought it would help, and it just kind of even, it just confirmed to us how far back 
they were. I mean, this is way further back than just Leviticus. I mean, when I, when I hear people say, well, Leviticus says this, I think, really, Leviticus, I'm going to have to, like, dumb myself down all the way back down to Leviticus, that <laughs> argument. This this isn't even there yet. Yeah, so, I, I, I've had an entire show about the book of Leviticus and how stupid it is. People use that against gays. It's so ridiculous. That's the, probably the worst book you could use, and there's a million reasons why, because of the things that people do that are so hypocritical uh, that actually support supposedly abide by the book of Leviticus, which, you know, shellfish, clothing, women being pure, blah, blah. I mean, there's so many fucking stupid Levitical codes that are in there nobody goes by. But when it comes to gay people, oh, my God, let's make sure we abide by that one. You know, it's so right, ridiculous. And let's, let's create bills and laws yes. to, uh, in Arizona <laughs> to uh, discriminate against gay people. But, oh, oh, uh, divorce, uh, unwed mothers? Single mothers, well, who in their right mind would discriminate against them? Uh, Jesus, <laughs> your Bible says so, dumbass bitch, Booker. <laughs> Lord, I'm so over this bullshit. I go on these little rants and I oh, throw honey, up my hands. And that's what my show is all about, is ranting. So go, you go. That's fine. I, I understand how you feel. I feel exactly the same way. I felt the exact same way my entire life. And I think you just you you come to the conclusion as you get older. You begin to realize as you get older. Anyway, I think that it just it, it never gets any. There's always going to be a bunch of fucking morons out there, idiots and idiocy. And what really irritates me the most is that they're so. I mean, that they're in government, that they're running things in some places, and that they're actually in positions of power. It's frightening. But the thing yeah. is, the people who put them there believe the same way. So it means that the people who put them there, there's a lot of people who think the same way. And it's sad, but it's always going to be that way. There's always going to be a, a – and actually, I gen, really genuinely believe this. I think it's a minority. Honestly, it's a small minority of the United States of America as a whole that believe that. There's a, there's, there's a – I mean, there's a lot of them collectively, I think. But I mean, in terms of all the population, I don't think the majority of the population is just so homophobic and hatred. The problem – hate-filled. But the problem is, is that – the people in power that people put in power, you have the fringes of society, the fringes of society, the Tea Partiers and the the right wing, uh, crazy Republican gun carrying people who hate gays and hate blacks and hate everybody else. Um, those are the ones who vote. Those are the ones who go out and vote. The, the fanatics. And the, on the other side of the coin, you have the really socialistic viewpoint. People who are highly, highly socialist and and, and or and uh, what's the one I'm looking for? Um, uh, anarchy, anarchists, or whatever. And then you have in the middle, you have liberals, and you have some conservatives, and you have the 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 middle. But my point is, you have on the fringes; those are the people who go out there and vote and make a change. So, people like us who want change, you have to go out, you have to vote, you have to make people that you want to put in the office to make change for this world and in this country. You've got to get active in politics or to some degree. You can't just sit on your ass and say, well, I hope things change. And I know you do something about it with your you, – you're an activist in your own way and through, through Facebook and things that you do in your own community. I'm an activist in my way. And there's many ways you can do it. But I think that as long as there's – Human beings on this earth, they're going to be fucking morons like these people. It's never going to go away because people, and for some reason, there are some human beings that just feel that they have the right to be better than someone else that because, of the, because of their skin color or because of their sexual orientation or because of their gender or because of who their parents were. I mean, people who pay attention to these things that don't fucking matter at all in terms of the character of a human being um, are the things people are making, paying attention to, just like your 
grandparents and just like his parents, people who pay attention to things that don't fucking matter. What matters is what's at the core of the soul of a human being, period. Not what the, what, not what the fuck is wrapped around it, you know? So I just hope that things will get better for you and for your hubby. Um, and I hope you have a wonderful time in California. Are you going to let me know when you go? You're going to go in two weeks, right? Uh, yes, we're going to, um, it's on March 12th. Well, are you so, going to take like, photographs or post them or anything? I mean, are you going to say something? What, say that again, what? Are you going to take pictures and post them or something? I mean, am I going to see pictures? Uh, yes, absolutely. Oh, good. I am so excited about seeing Judy Garland in Prince oh, and really? the first star. <laughs> so, I'm like, I've been a, I have a huge Wizard of Oz collection. I've been collecting it since I was little. Oh, that's and, awesome. Um, I just love that she's a gay, you know, a gay icon. Yes. And I can't wait to get my picture and look all gay. <laughs> um, but I did want to say something about how sure. earlier you said that so many people support um or, or just don't you know don't realize and that they are homophobic and stuff and i was really shocked actually this week by a teacher of mine in literary criticism who our book is filled with essays and one of the essays made the point that it was it was saying that why there were so um little gay studies and feminist studies and stuff like that is mm -hmm in regards to literature, mm -hmm. and one of, one of the arguments that the book presented was that, well, since the, the word homosexuality wasn't invented until 1869, right. there wasn't uh, any homosexuals alive before then. <laughs> well, the, the, author, the author was arguing, saying, uh, that's obviously not the case. Yes. You know? Well, my teacher spoke up, and he had... Um, not given me any reason to believe that he was against gay people, thought that it was bad, or anything like that. If anything, I thought he was for it. Yeah. And anyway, so in class, he said, well, you know, anybody, he said, well, we obviously know that that's not the case, because if you've read your Bibles, mm. why, why was uh, Sodom and Gomorrah destroyed? Had nothing to do with homosexuality, by the way. But go ahead. Exactly. Yeah. So I thought, did he really say what I thought he said? So it took the rest of the class period for me to think. Wait, no, no, <laughs> he said what I thought he said. So after class, I went up to him and I said, I was wondering if you had heard. You know, I can't just say. Um, you're an idiot. Well, I'm gay, and you're wrong, <laughs> yeah. and just go ahead and fill me now, because, <laughs> you know, so I, I just approached it, and I said, have you heard, you know, what other scholars think of that the book of um, whatever the Sodom and Gomorrah has been, mm -hmm. and I said, have you heard what other scholars have thought of that passage as in... That, that it's relating to um, hospitality, right? And he and he said, "Well, well, I know, um, I know some Hebrew, and I know that the word to uh, to know back then meant to have sex." And uh, anyway, we got to talking. And if if I would have thought and been quick on my toes, which sometimes sometimes I'm not, I would have said, uh, "Yes." But even despite the word no, meaning to have sex with, 
um, the people or whatever, it, they were wanting to have sex with the angels. It didn't have anything to do with them to be men. And even if it did, it was to exert dominance, as in a heterosexual man having sex with another man. It was about conquering and domination. Yeah, war, as a like form, war. Yes, as mm. a form of rape, gang rape. Right. To shame that person to exactly. exert dominance over them, as in I'm in power. Yep. Anyways, if I would have thought quick, I would have thought of that. But he went on, and then he pointed across campus and said, well, if you, you, know, if you go over there to uh, the rabbi or whatever at this church that was over there, you would, um, he would be able to set you straight and uh, tell you, you know, that, that it really is about homosexuality because why would, why would he offer up his, his daughters? I mean, he offered up his daughters. I guess he meant that as in saying that, well, instead of having sex with men, because that's just god-awful, he would rather have offered up his own daughters before that. <laughs> wow. Which wasn't the case, which obviously wasn't the case. It was because they were angels, right. which people failed to realize. Right. And I was just like, oh, you know, okay. And he said, you know, a lot of people think that it's, it's you know, it, it's funny and, you know, whatever to do the research. And he said, well, he said, well, it's, it's not funny anymore. <laughs> and I guess uh, I took that to mean like it's not funny because the gays are taking over or whatever. Right. I spoke to another teacher about it and they said, oh yeah, he used to be a minister of Church of Christ and he's an elder in this certain mm-hmm. church, which which I had absolutely zero no vibes from yeah. him. I mean, I was just completely in the dark because everything he had taught about until that point had been, like I said, not against. It was more even just pro that. Right. So, which maybe that's a good, maybe that's the mark of a good teacher to like not. Well, that's the thing, though. Good. He's not a good teacher if he can't if he can't teach and have a philosophical discussion about something without bringing religion into it. Then why is it? You know what I mean? Because, right. Exactly. Exactly. So. Like I, I mean, our semester started in January. And it's you know March, <clears> and I thought he had never exerted any personal things until like, mm-hmm. this week. And I thought, really? Is he really saying this now? And I just thought of the Gamora thing, and maybe it was just a slip or whatever. But I definitely caught it because I'm gay, and I understood <laughs> it. But I thought that's just a prime example of people not knowing what the hell they're talking about and then making, you know, causing which... Have you seen... Uh, people like to just bitch about Uganda and their laws. But have you seen all the United States evangelicals who have gone over there and done basically done this? Yes, I do. I know. Yes. You read all those links I posted and stuff? Yeah, I did. That that just sickens me. Well, it's... Go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm just like rambling the fuck (laughs) on tonight. um, my My boyfriend had... He sometimes he works late on nights, and he was worked till like one o'clock last night on a project or whatever he had to do. And I was just sitting here, and I had googled something, and one thing led to another. And I've been so obsessed with the Holocaust lately, and wanting to find so much more, you know, gain so much more knowledge about it. And I had read something somewhere, and I did not realize that. And I don't know if you knew this or not, but it, it really sickened me. And have have you seen that TV show Breaking Bad? I've never watched it, but I have many friends who have. But I know what it's about. Okay, well, we had we watched that up until maybe 
two or three episodes before the end of the third season. We almost watched three whole seasons, and I just could not take it anymore. It was so boring. After watching Lost, <laughs> I just thought it was the worst of a show ever. So I thought nothing can compare to Lost. The Breaking Bad is horrible. It was so overrated. And there's a scene where this girl dies, and he just he kind of sits there and lets her choke to death and doesn't help her. And it's just mm. so disturbing. I cannot get it out of my head. But what I had read just was basically just as bad and I didn't I obviously knew that homosexuals and Jehovah's Witnesses and people with uh, handicaps and stuff like that were obviously targeted along with Jews in the Holocaust obviously and I was doing more research and I I looked up specific pertaining to homosexuals and I obviously Mm -hmm. knew that they had got worse treatment as far as um, being killed by dogs and other forms of punishment that are horrible. And I read that there were many homosexual prisoners mm-hmm, yeah. that were beaten to death mm-hmm. by other prisoners. Yeah. Yeah. And that was just, I, I, I never, I guess I, maybe it's naive on my part, but I never really thought about that. And I thought, well, you know, that's where the pink triangle know, comes from, right? Well, yeah, I knew I knew the pink triangle, okay. and I knew that gay people were targeted, but I didn't realize that. Could you imagine just being a prisoner in the Holocaust for whatever reason, being a Jew, whatever, mm-hmm. and then a gay person coming in, and then you you're being a prisoner yourself and killing another prisoner? Mm-hmm. To me, that made them whoever did that just made them worse than being a Nazi, in my opinion. I thought, can you? I mean, I was bullied and just treated so bad in my life, but never would I take that and treat somebody else bad because I knew what it felt like. Exactly. You know, and I thought, here's somebody who were, was a prisoner themselves and saw all their friends get Well, that's no different to me. That's so different to me than, I mean, I, I say that all the time these days about uh, the black community who are highly homophobic generally against gays. And I'm like, Really? <laughs> the black community wow. is anti is is you know bigoted towards some after all the things the black community has been through and the black culture has been through in America in the past 400 years you of all people are going to be anti-gay really and usually it's based in the religious culture of their religion of their culture but I, I just think that it's just equally as bad so I understand what you're saying I'm saying just like the Jews there who beat up the gays or whatever in Nazi Germany it's just as hypocritical today for blacks to be anti-gay in my opinion so I know it's ridiculous but that's the human and that's the human condition. People are so fucking stupid. <laughs> I mean, I mean, you know, I could literally have an entire show of just listening about how fucking stupid all these fucking people are. The ones you've mentioned today, the ones that we talked about in um, the Holocaust, etc., and then of course the ones we had. I talked about a minute ago. But I mean, I don't. There's nothing we can do about them except try to educate them, and even that does never fucking work. People are just sometimes fucking mean, just by nature. Honestly, sometimes people yeah. are just fucking evil, and I do believe. When I say evil, I don't necessarily mean it like a like a religious way, but I mean evil in the sense just somebody who's just really bad, just really has no conscience or or soul about them. And and I just think that that exists in some people. And I think people like who did those things in Nazi Germany, including the Nazis themselves, the SS anyway, uh, and the people who were Jews who hurt other Jews or 
It, not, I'm not talking about the ones who had to survive. You know, there were people in Nazi, the Nazi camps, by the way, who had to do things in order to survive. Otherwise, they were going to be killed, meaning they would be told to do something. Otherwise, they would be murdered by the Nazis uh, in the camp, I mean. So I'm, and that's a kind of a Sophie's choice. You know, do you, do you kill someone when you're told to kill someone if you yourself are going to be killed? Or do you kill yourself? I mean, what do you do? So it's not like it's an easy question. But if you're talking about people who just happen to be assholes who beat somebody up because they're gay um, and they themselves are Jewish, you know, yes, that's fucking ridiculous. But yeah, that happened. And, you know, unfortunately, Kayla, we live in a world that is just filled with fucking. I mean, I am. How do I put this? I understand how you feel. As I, best I can say, I understand. Well, I know, I know, I know. <laughs> because it feels sure you do. It feels. I understand and, how you feel, and it just—it's mind-boggling. And you want to know how to fix it and how to how to change things. And like I said to you before, the only thing you can do is just take it one step at a time. What were you going to say? Oh, I know exactly how you feel about um, as far as the black people being against gay rights, and I mean, I even—I mean, I even feel hesitant to say anything about that because I don't want to be labeled as like a racist or whatever. It doesn't make you racist, well, I, <laughs> I know. I mean, I had talked to um, my boyfriend about it, and I, I just said—I've said numerous times, you know, like you just said, a black person being against it. Really, I mean, to me, that's almost worse than just a white older male being against it because they they know better. I mean, there are some people who are just so ignorant. They like a third generation snake handler or whatever. They literally just have no clue any way else to think, believe because they've been so many people have been brought up that way. I get right. it, whatever. Right. But like I said, once you've been given that information, you're no longer ignorant, and I feel like to know. If I knew that my ancestors had been put through slavery and, like, all this other shit, there's no way that I would ever be against anybody having their rights taken away. But there are there, there, Jews the same way, though. There are Jews. There are Latin uh-huh. Hispanic people. There are people of every race that carry bigotry towards other people that are different than they are when they themselves have been oppressed. So it just makes them hypocrites, hypocrites to me. It just makes them hypocrites. Right. You know. Right, exactly, and I, I'm, I didn't even think to relate it with that, to that way, but I'm glad you did about African Americans feeling the same way about gay rights as, like, my example was um, Jews and the Holocaust yeah. and Jews literally just beating up other prisoners. I, I just could not get past that. I thought, seriously, really, am I reading this right now? No, it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous, but. Um... Uh, look, I hope that you, uh, I hope that you have a good time in LA, though. I, I do because I, I just remember to have a good time, and I, I hope that you'll take my advice and tell him to take my advice, and and and, and both of you take the advice and just fucking forget them. And even if it's not permanent, even if you can't do it permanently, ask him to do it for a month or two months, or just give him a time frame. Maybe that'll make it easier for him to sort of you know, say, okay, I'll try it for a month and see what happens or six months or whatever, or, or, you know, ideally forever until they, they come around. But if he can't just for a short period of time and at least for the next month while you're gone, you know, and then a couple of weeks after or so, and just tell him not to, not to respond to them. Don't say anything to them. And I really wish he would change his phone number. I seriously do. Whether he wants to talk to them or not, change his phone number. They're not entitled to his phone number because they don't treat him like a human being. They don't treat him like he's part of the family. Why else would they need it except to fucking harass him? So change his phone number. Please. Right. I would I would love if um, 
No, don't love. Tell him to do it. Tell him to do (laughs) it. Well, I told him earlier, I said, please don't even talk to them on the on our trip because I do not want to, like I said, I don't want to be in the middle of doing something and then get, you get a text. You know, I said, I'd, I, it would be great if you just did not even talk to them on the trip and just talk to them when you get back. Yeah. Well, I think that and if they wonder where you are, then so be it. So Let be them it. wonder where you so are. They're it. not a part of your life right no. now, so it's not mandatory. So. Well, tell him to do that, and tell him. To, I mean, I just I tell him to do all the things I told you to tell him to do at least, and see what he says, and tell me what he says because <laughs> I'd like to know, and then tell me if he does any of it. Um, I just I just hope you can try to conv- convince him to do that because I know both of you will be a lot happier and uh, in the long run. But um, but thanks for sharing all this with me tonight because it was very it was very a very good conversation and very I think could be enlightening for some of the listeners who are going through a similar thing that you guys are going through as a couple as well as what he's going through as a son with his family having come out to them. And them not actually accepting him at all, um, and especially from a religious background like they are. So um, I hope that things you know get better. I just all I can do is hope the best for you guys. And I know that if you, I just know they'll get better if you just cut them out of your life. So I hope you do that. So make sure you let me know what happens. Okay. Oh, I absolutely will. And yes, if um, anybody else is listening to me ramble, I hope that they understand that they're you know they're not alone and this happens daily and people who are 24 years old this happens to when you've been in a relationship for two years i mean your parents can disown you and hate you and whatever it no matter what age you are that's right and it's just as hard and it's just as horrible and you don't know how to deal with it but the best thing is is to realize that blood does not mean family you choose your family and you choose the people you want to be around. And sometimes you have to not choose the people that are blood related to you that are labeled scientifically as your family, because you make your own and you have your own choices. That's right. Well said. And I agree with everything you said as usual. So very good. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Well, have a good night, Caleb and um, tell your hubby. I said, hi and good luck with all that. And let me know what happens. Okay. Okay. I absolutely will. I'll talk to you later. All right, thank you. Okay, right, that was Caleb, and um, so yeah, if you if definitely if you're in a similar situation to he that he is to what he's going through with his uh, with, with his his partner and with his partner's family, I definitely advise you to to take the advice I gave to them uh, on the show tonight, and because I'm not saying like I said I'm not saying I'm Yoda. But I, I do, I do give good advice. I'm told, and I usually know what the fuck I'm talking about. And so I'm pretty fucking wise for the most part. Uh, I don't know everything, but there are some things I know about, and this is one of them. So I think that you should uh, definitely not allow someone, whether it's your, whether you're in the same situation where you have uh, a family member who is is disrespecting you, you as a human being and as an individual or as a son or whatever, um, as is happening with him. Um, I think that because of religion or whatever, or if it's just someone in your life, whether it's a friend or a relative or whatever, or a coworker, whatever it may be, you have to remember that it's sometimes you have the hardest thing to do is sometimes the rightest thing, to, the right thing, the best thing to do for the situation. Um, usually the easiest is not usually the, the right answer for a hard question. Usually it's the hardest uh, answer that is the right answer for a hard question. So um, I think that you have to remember sometimes you have to cut people out of your life in order to. Um, <laughs> uh, so, hold on, sorry, sorry. Uh, 
um, you have to cut people out of your life to sometimes move on. And if they're going to accept you, if someone's not accepting you for who and what you are, there's no reason for you to be friends with them. And sometimes it's not their fault. Sometimes it's just, it, you know, if it's a friendship thing, sometimes it's just a personality conflict. And sometimes it is their fault. Like it is in this case where people who are just being bigoted, closed-minded assholes um, who are just doing it because that's how they were raised, whatever, which is just an excuse and not a reason. It's just a reason, not an excuse, excuse me. So I think that you have to remember, be your fucking self, no matter where you go, because wherever you go, there you fucking are. And nobody else can make you um, happy. Nobody else can live your life for you. And no one, and we all end up coming to this fucking world alone. We die alone. I mean, not saying alone, like there's not people around us, but you know what I mean? It's something we all have to do by ourselves. So don't allow family members or friends or boyfriends, girlfriends, whatever the case may be to dictate your happiness. If they are toxic to your life and to who and what you are, and you've tried and you've tried and you've tried cut them the fuck out like a goddamn tumor because that's all they fucking are. So I hope that you guys will remember to listen to the show tomorrow at 10 p.m. Central uh, here on OffLimitsShow.com. Uh, be sure to go to the Listen Live button uh, when you want to listen to the show live at 10 p.m. The show will begin uh, airing then. And we talked to Coco Peru. So be sure if you have questions for her to post those, like I said earlier, uh, there or on the Facebook page. <clears throat> I appreciate all of you listening to the show, and I hope everybody has a gay old time. Good night. Hey, Mike, what are you doing way up on that ladder? You're going to hurt yourself. Oh, I'm trying to unclog these gutters. That's smart. I had water damage from my gutters last year. It cost me ten grand. Yo, wait, $10,000? Yeah, and from over here, it looks like water's been pouring over your clogged gutters, and it's probably doing real damage to your foundation. You need to do what I did. Get off the ladder and call Leaf Filter. Yeah, but I need to get these gutters flowing now. That's why you need to call Leaf Filter. They'll clean and realign your gutters and install their exclusive micro-mesh screen system so nothing gets in your gutters except water. So Leaf Filter protects my house from damage and means no more gutter cleaning for me? Bingo! Plus Leaf Filter has an industry-leading lifetime warranty so your gutters are covered for life. Thanks, Frank. I'm calling Leaf Filter today. Don't go another day with your home unprotected. Call 1-844-300-LEAF or go to tryleaffilter.com for your free gutter inspection. Call 1-844-300-LEAF or go to tryleaffilter.com right now for an extra 15% savings. Call 1-844-300-LEAF or go to tryleaffilter.com That's one 844 300 leaf.